This is JCF of the Prophets Fix Football Podcast Show, and this is the promotions part of the show. Happy New Year. Check out my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia, inside the 285 perimeter or outside of the 285 perimeter, the best nail technician in all of the state of Georgia or the entirety of the East Coast, however you want to look at it, or in the world. Nails by Amani. Check out Arigato Joey. He is the one that does music for me from time to time on the show. Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. All right. You can also check me out. I am on Amazon for podcasters or Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, no longer in existence, so you can't find me there. You can find me on YouTube, and you can also find me everywhere on the World Wide Web, whichever podcast platform you utilize utilize it by listening to my show stay tuned a new episode of the province fix football podcast show coming up right now all right one o'clock central standard time on a tuesday january the 16th 2024 Welcome back to yet another edition of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. Wherever you are, whatever time you listen, thank you for your support. That means it is 2 o'clock on the East Coast, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard, 1 Central. Prophets Picks Studio 4 slash Media Center is frigid and it's getting colder. It's 1 o'clock and the temperature just starts to drop. And that's because, ladies and gentlemen, that the Earth is furthest away from the sun at this point in time of the yearly rotation of the sun. And when it's summertime, the United States and the Earth is closest to the sun, which is the reason why it gets as hot as it does. For all of you global warming people out there, 12.01 p.m. Mountain time as I am dealing with hiccups and they are fierce. They just will not leave me. Normally, I can drink a whole bottle of water and they'll be gone and done. But for some strange reason, uh, what worked as a kid is not working right now. Kind of hard to get taller at 43, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting taller. That's normally what hiccups meant back in the day. 11.02 a.m. Pacific. Good good morning on the West Coast. Welcome back to the show. That makes it, excuse me, that makes it 10.03 a.m. Hawaiian, I beg your pardon, Alaskan Standard Time. And I think I got that wrong. Uh, 1.02 here, 12.02, just afternoon. Mountain 1102, 1002, Alaskan. Yeah, 902 over there. So earlier it was 834 a.m. in Hawaii. Hopefully I said the time right when I did the Saturday night football results for this past Super Duper Wildcard weekend. This is the Sunday night football results show for this past Super Duper Wildcard weekend. And between these hiccups and the fact that I still have four more podcast shows to do outside of this podcast show and the Monday Night Football results show. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get right through this one, but but I will honor 
the Green Bay Packers. And I'll talk more about them in a moment. But yes, 9.03 a.m. Hawaiian Standard Time, Aloha, all of the Hawaiian Islands in the capital of Hawaii, Honolulu. All right. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions. They beat the Los Angeles Rams. And this is the game that I got wrong as well. And the only thing that I did not do in the Saturday Night Football results show for the Super Duper Wild Card round in the NFL was give you all of my totals. And right now on Saturday nights, I am still undefeated. 5-0. and Rolling on over into the postseason. And I am now 15-4 and on Sunday nights. I got the Rams and the Lions wrong. I picked the Rams and the Rams almost won. My prediction was 27-24 final over time and almost is not good enough. 24-23. Detroit Lions won. Congratulations. The first time they win the division in 30 years. About 30, man. The first time Detroit wins a postseason game in, uh, quite frankly, a millennia, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But the Rams came in there on beast mode, especially Puka Nakua. Storylines surrounding this game, Matthew Stafford, and I talked about it in the prediction show, ending up in Detroit. First overall pick after the Detroit Lions went 0-16. Separated shoulder. Told the training staff to get the F off of him. Comes in, throws a game-winning touchdown in overtime. I'll never forget that as a Detroit Lions. A tough South Texas Southpaw, right? Tough Texas Southpaw in Matthew Stafford. Played with the Detroit Lions for 11 of his 12 years. All of his little girls born in Detroit, wife, brain surgery, battling through that in Detroit. And the time had come for him to go ahead and leave Detroit, and he did a couple of years ago. First year with the Rams, Super Bowl was in SoFi Stadium. Rams won the Super Bowl. And the guy that suffered the do not pass go and collect $200 go to IC prison in Detroit card was Jared Goff Jared Goff in a Super Bowl with the Rams he lost it Matthew Stafford in a Super Bowl with the Rams he won it well in this game on this past Sunday night Jared Goff took care of business and of course I was going for the Rams and the missus always does what she does best and she goes for the team that I am rooting against. So I want to see who she's going to go with this week. Because I went with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. She went with them. Kansas City Chiefs won. She was not too happy about it. I went with the Rams Sunday night. Detroit won. Although she felt like as if Detroit was about to lose. And she felt like Detroit was b- being cheated. The missus is new to watching the NFL with me, so still explaining the particulars to her. But there's just a lot of rules that, quite frankly, the NFL needs to get rid of, right? Makes the game ultra confusing when the game doesn't have to be. Um, 
I'll talk about that Packers Cowboys game in a moment because so much is swirling when it comes to that game and the outcome of it and the results and all of that good stuff. But yeah, two and four this past week again, one and two in prime time. Saturday night was the only night I was right. I was wrong Sunday night. I was wrong last night. Tampa Bay not only bounced the Eagles out, but they did it with audacity, dignity, and disrespect to the defending NFC champions, which is what you should do, right? My overall primetime record right now, including the regular season in this past weekend, debacle of one and two, is 41 and 19. I will have only two primetime games this coming weekend, Saturday night. Packers, 49ers on Fox. That is a rivalry game. Sunday night, Chiefs and Bills. That is a rivalry game. Kickoff is at 5.30. Normally, a primetime game is 6 p.m., but it's going to be dark outside when that game kicks off, so it qualifies as a primetime game. Sorry, guys. And had to stop the show there for a moment because my orthopedic surgeon's office called me, so uh, sorry about that. But, yeah, Uh, the game is going to kick off at 5.30. The start time is on CBS at 5.30. If anybody was paying attention on yesterday, Pittsburgh and Buffalo played in Buffalo. The game basically was, uh, duh, played under the lights in the dark. And it was about 4.45, 4.50. It was dark outside. So, I mean, what do you expect? This is going to have to be considered, for me anyways, a primetime prediction. However, technically, no 8 o'clock Eastern kickoff, no 8.15, 8.20 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Technically, there's only one primetime game this coming weekend. So, I don't know. You all tell me how, how you feel out there. Should I categorize this game because of the kickoff time, which once again will be 5.30 p.m. Eastern as a primetime game because the it will be dark outside and the lights will be on? Or do I stick to my regular scheduled primetime prediction rules and any game after 6 p.m. over the 6 p.m. start is considered a primetime game? I don't know. Something I got to think about. But... Getting back to the Rams and the Detroit Lions. Again, so many stories surrounding that game. And that was an amazing game. It was an amazing game. Uh, Kerwin Williams, the rookie, you know, he got started up a little late, a lot late. Detroit eventually got tired of trying to stop this kid at running back for the Rams. And he was able to finally get ahead of steam and finally start running the football Puka Nakua, nine receptions for 181 yards. Unbelievable. And there were at one, that were there was one point in the game where I thought it was going to end up having like 200-something yards. 12 receptions and like two receiving touchdowns. That's how he was going. However, Amon however, Ra, or as I like to say, and as I said multiple times while the missus was watching, Sun God, St. Brown, number 14 for the Detroit Lions. The wide receiver. 
that all of the other 31 NFL teams won. And I don't care who else they have at wide receiver on their roster. Everybody wants Amon Ross St. Brown. Everybody in the AFC North, everybody in the AFC North, even the Bengals, right? Even the Ravens. How could you not use a young man that is a pedigreed power weightlifter? His father was a world-renowned weightlifter. And there are a few of those second-generational players in the NFL right now. Um, Tyler ba- Tyson Badgett, I think, is one of those for the Chicago Bears. The Bears. And um, I know that Jalen Hurts, God bless him and the Eagles, they're trying to the postseason now. Powerlifters as well, right? So, all right. Getting into 14-3 to at the end of the first quarter. Detroit led the Rams. Then the Rams in the second quarter woke up, busted up hands and all, injuries and all. You're not going to hear Matthew Stafford complain about it. 14 points for the Rams outscoring the Detroit Lions in the second quarter, 14-7. Third quarter, threes were crazy. As second half started, there were halftime adjustments made. And it was a field goal fest in the third quarter for both teams, 3-3. Detroit won the first quarter. The Rams won the second quarter, but they gave up a touchdown. It would have came out better just giving up a field goal. And it would have been 17-17. And then it would have been taught at the end of the third quarter, 20-20. However, Rams defense gave up seven points to the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions led 21 to 17 at the half and then it was 24 to 17 at the end of the third quarter Rams scored another field goal and I was like okay all right Lord there goes my 27-24 final overtime but it won't be in overtime because I just knew the Rams are going to score and the Rams let me down feverishly left me down All right, the Rams have 55 total snaps in the game. So did the Detroit Lions. However, the numbers different. Not as much as you would think for both teams as, again, that was probably the best game played. It was close. It was competitive. It came down to the wire. Those are the type of games that we like, right? It's not very often we're going to remember the blowouts, we're not going to remember the 48-30. Well, you know, we will remember that 48-32 blowout against the Cowboys because that happened at home. But, you know, we're not going to remember that the Dolphins lost 26-7. I'm not. Um, we are going to remember C.J. Stroud's performance. He's a rookie. And, again, teams not expected to be in the postseason this year. This is why we watch this sport, man. Tampa Bay wasn't expected to be there. I'll say it again. I said the last show, Pittsburgh Steelers was not expected to be there. The Detroit Lions wasn't expected to be there at the beginning of the year. The Rams weren't either. If we be if we be honest, the Browns, the Texans, the Packers, especially the way that they fell off huge, 
halfway through the uh, the season. Nobody expected the teams that I just named to be where they are. And the majority of all of those teams won their games. Tampa Bay won. Green Bay won. Detroit. We expected them to be there. I expected them to be there. I don't know what about you guys. But the Rams, I didn't. And they barely lost this game on Sunday night. And again, 55 total snaps for both teams. It was a close game. Off of those eight total drives, the 55 snaps came. Both teams had eight total drives as well. 425 total yards off of those 55 snaps. 23 points for the Rams off of those 55 snaps. 22 first downs, 15 those 22 through the air for the Rams and then three for nine on third downs both the Rams and the Detroit Lions three for nine on third downs one for one for both teams on fourth down so those statistics that I just re- that I just mentioned I will not be repeating because they are the same all the way down give or take a few areas and I'm going to give you those for the Detroit Lions now but first the Rams, four penalties for 36 penalty yardage. No turnovers for Detroit or the Rams. Now, there were situations where it could have been turnovers, but there weren't. 30 minutes and five seconds time of possession. 30 minutes and five seconds time of possession for Los Angeles Rams. Again, both teams, 55 total plays. Eight Those 55 total snaps came off of those eight total offensive drives. I am not stopping the show and restarting it. I have the hiccups very badly. Uh, both teams, three for nine on third downs and one for one on fourth downs. Detroit, Detroit Lions fourth down matter the most, though. Trust me when I tell you that. All right, still trying to get rid of these hiccups. Um, I got to get through this show. Okay, so 23 first downs for the Detroit Lions, 16 of those 23 can't through the air 334 total yards again the Rams had 425 uh, Detroit Lions 5 penalties for 34 penalty yards time possession 29 minutes and 55 seconds and trust me I am still going to talk about Dallas and the Packers I will dare not end this show without mentioning the debacle that is four hours away from me here in Texas. It was just a nightmare and totally unexpected. All right. Matthew Stafford, 25 for 36, 367 through the air, two touchdown passes thrown. He was sacked twice, lost of 10 yards. No interceptions thrown. Overall rating of 120.9. The Rams... As a team, ran for 68 yards. Curran Williams got 61 of those. Puka went bonkers. He went bananas. He went bonanza on the Detroit Lions. Nine for 181. He averaged 20.1 yards per freaking catch with the touchdown catch. 2-2 Atwell got a touchdown catch as well. Love that name. Me and the Mansus was talking about that name. 2-2. And uh, yeah, Pukunukua fumbled, but he did not lose it. Jerry Goff fumbled as well. He did not lose it. And Jerry Goff also 
did not throw an interception. Pretty good game play by this young man. The form, the former first round pick for the Rams back in 2016, evolving to a starter, a true starter. But there are going to be those critics out there that are going to continually talk about do the Detroit Lions need to go to Hendon Hooker, see what he has now that he's healthy, draft pick for the Detroit Lions at quarterback this past draft, or do they need to bring somebody else in, whether that be free agency or the, dra- or the draft? You know some ding-dong is going to be mentioning that as soon as the Detroit Lions, if they lose, especially if they lose the Super Bowl, if they get to the Super Bowl and they lose it, right? Whether that's against the Bills or the Chiefs or the Ravens. If they, if they get to the Super Bowl and they lose it, you're definitely going to hear that crazy talk. Especially if Jerry Goff makes a bunch of bad decisions like he did in that Rams Super Bowl in my former hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. 79 yards rushing as a team for the uh, Detroit Lions. Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery had uh, rushing touchdowns. I'm going to be honest. I would have gave J- Jameer Gibbs the football a lot more than David Montgomery. That's just me. That game would have been over a lot sooner than what it was. But, yeah, I'm not the coach. Or the offensive coordinator, so for the Detroit Lions, but that would have been my coaching real um, attack with Jamar Gibbs, especially when you see David Montgomery is averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Why is Montgomery getting 14 carries and Jameer Gibbs, the younger, faster, more agile, low center of gravity, more speed, breakaway speed? He's slippery, he's shifty, he's agile, he has a great uh, center of gravity balance as well. I mean, this guy can be on Dancing with the Stars if he wanted to be. He can be a ballerina if he wanted to be like a professional dancer. And uh, Jameer Gibbs also had four catches for 43 yards. Amon Ra, St. Brown. Amon Ra. In Egyptian means sun god, by the way. Which is why I was calling him sun god. St. Brown, the entirety of the game. Love that kid. He is a baller. Sam Laporta. Touchdown. University of Iowa. Tight end. Factory. Alright, for the Rams. Ernest Jones. Linebacker slash edge rusher. Nine total tackles, four solo, two sacks in the game. He had two quarterback hits when he's not getting sacks and tackle for a loss. He is done for the rest of the postseason, just like the Dolphins and the Browns. Mr. Alex Anzalone just brought a baby girl into the world a few days ago or a few weeks ago, whatever it was, and she's still a little cute baby and a little football uh, blankie up there in icy cold Detroit and he was the leading player for the Detroit Lions. eight total tackles six solo two tackles for a loss man I'm pretty sure the New Orleans Saints really wish they didn't get rid of it. this guy right and that was your game Saturday night football results show Sunday night football excuse me results show that was your game all right 
I cannot dare end this show without talking about the other game that was played Saturday afternoon before Sunday afternoon, excuse me, before the Saturday night football game was played. Dak Prescott threw the football 60 times, converting 41 of those 60 pass attempts. I don't know how his right arm is still attached to his body. 403 yards passing, three touchdown passes. However, Dak Prescott was sacked four times for lost 16 yards, and he threw two really horrible, the complete and total wrong time, bad interceptions. How do you do that? Why do you do that? In the game. Why do you do that? Just a nightmare. Just a nightmare. Just a nightmare. Two interceptions in the game for Dak Prescott and it resulted one of those interceptions resulted in a pick six Darnell Savage it was just crazy the Cowboys led at the half 27-7 then the Cowboys got 14 more points in the third quarter I mean just ridiculous so I mean that game was just ridiculous utterly mind-blowing now the rumor mill is out there will Bill Belichick join the Dallas Cowboys and all of this other stuff just cray cray all right with that being said Dallas Cowboys and Dallas Cowboys fans. Good luck in the offseason. Because if Bill Belichick doesn't end up in New England, I beg your pardon, in Dallas, or let's say Mike Tomlin leaves Pittsburgh, if he doesn't end up in Pittsburgh, know that my Atlanta Falcons already interviewed him. Know that. And by the way, Dallas Cowboys, don't forget, your defensive coordinator that you all a bit talking so good about, that was my 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl loss to the New England Patriots former head coach, Dan Quinn. Something to eat on and chew on for the next few days. Everybody stay safe out there. One. <laughs>